Pylon listeners, welcome back to the pod. There's a lot going on. One of our NFC North teams is headed to the NFC North Championship. I'm, of course, talking about the Green Bay Packers. We'll be talking about that divisional game against the Rams in a second. But before we do, let's introduce the rest of the Pylon crew. So I'm Big Z representing the Detroit Lions. Let's go around to the rest. We got Kinger representing the aforementioned Green Bay Packers. How you feeling, Kinger? Feeling great. Back-to-back NFC championships. Can we talk about what a great job Matt LaFleur has done for the Green Bay Packers and what impact he's had on the organization? This is exciting stuff. Uh, looking forward to next weekend, that's for sure. I'm sure we'll get into that more here as we go on throughout the episode. And then we got Remy representing the Vikings. Skull Vikes, baby. Next week's just going to prove why Brady is undoubtedly way better than Rodgers. And come on, Minnesota fans, anybody but the Packers. Sorry, Kinger. Go Vikes. And then last but not least, we got Barney representing the Bears. And I'm sure he's excited to see the Packers uh, succeeding here throughout the playoffs. You took the words right out of my mouth, AZ. Can't wait for Tampa Bay just to curb stomp these dudes. <laughs> All right. I think we'll get uh, into that a little bit throughout the episode. But let's first talk about this game here, Kinger. Uh, the Packers pretty much, uh, you know, I-, I thought they dominated this game from beginning to end, really, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball against the number one defense in the NFL. Um, putting up 32 points, but d- didn't really just seem to ever lose control of this game. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree with you more there, Big Z. Uh, you know, I w- would say there's definitely times in the game, especially in that second half when the Rams did have it to seven points after that, uh, you know, pretty slick two-point conversion play, uh, you know, laddering the ball back to Cam Akers and him getting in the end zone. So, uh, you know, it, the Rams, at least, they did keep it close, but you, you, I do agree, and I think uh, most would say that, I mean, Green Bay really did dominate that football game. Um, you know, that elite defense uh, that the L.A. Rams had shown to be this year really um, did not play quite at that elite level. Uh, I think a lot of that comes down to, um, you know, the scheme and, and the plan that Green Bay had on the offensive side of ball. Uh, you know, obviously Aaron Donald not being 100%. You could tell uh, he was not at, that, at his normal elite level. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, uh, McVeigh saying that they weren't limiting his stats, but everybody saw it out there. And, uh, you know, yeah. I think on the very first play of the game, uh, you know, I think Lindsley popped him on the side on a, on a on a block on the inside there, and he went down immediately. And I'm sure just to start off, just a nice shot to the ribs was not the way he wanted to envi- or envision that game to start. Uh, but, you know, got to be very pleased with the offensive side of the ball. Very balanced. Most rushing attempts, uh, you know, the Packers have had in a playoff game. I think it was 36, uh, 37 rushing attempts. Um, and you 36 know, 36 for 30, 188. Yep, 36 for 188. 5.2 a carry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, the offensive line played outstanding again. Um, and everybody, you know, having concerns coming into this, what was it going to, how was it going to perform? You know, obviously without Bakhtiari, injuries across the front, but they handled him very well, not allowing a sack. And, uh, you know, when you give Aaron Rodgers time, and I think we've shown this season we can score on anybody. So uh, it was a great team win. Very excited. First time we'll ever host an NFC championship in Lambeau in Rogers' career. Uh, well, at least as him as the starter. And, uh, you know, props to the Rams for, for be- making it a competitive game there at the end. But, uh, you know, I think the better team won. And here we go. Back to where we were last year. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Uh and this will be the first time Aaron Rodgers is hosting a NFC North or NFC Championship game, right, Ganger? Yep, first time. So they when the Packers hosted it versus Seattle in 07 when Favre was the uh, 
quarterback, but uh, you know that was when Rodgers was the backup. So this is the first time he's ever the starter uh, in Lambeau. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Packers 0 for 3 in their last three NFC championship games? Yep, haven't been there since the Super Bowl year. Yeah, you're right. No, you're absolutely correct there, yeah. Way well, to chime in there, Remy. Yeah, <laughs> so Remy, how to... about the Packers is mentioned. Yeah, I mean, that's what these guys, Barney and Remy, getting emotional this week going with the Rams. Uh, you know, were you, guys, were you guys really confident in that? Was that uh, more of an emotional pick, would you say? I, I, I was definitely picking with emotion, but I was also pretty confident that Aaron Donald would play better. I think... Aaron Donald let his emotions get to him. We saw him kind of freak out and, you know, get that. He had to be talked down by a couple teammates and everything and his coach, but he just wasn't 100%. And, uh, you know, props to the Packers for squeaking this one out. Um, It's – I hate Green Bay. (laughs) Way to wrap that one up there. Remy's always at least honest with himself or honest with everybody. He knows everybody knows right, by now. Right. He he goes with his emotions, so I can't I can't hate on that too much. At least that's a, we are we are one hundred percent cheese free on there. You, I'm, I, that's a new Remy one. Remy at love least it. take some solace in the fact the Saints lost this weekend, right, Remy? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, Kinger, so, I mean, someone else that impressed me a lot in this game. I mean, he's already first team All Pro, but Corey Lindsley, I thought played. Arguably the best game of the year uh, at the right time. Absolutely. I mean, you know, credit to him. He's a guy that deserves to get paid this offseason. Um, you know, obviously elite year at the center position, one of the best in the league. Um, and he continues to do it on a week-to-week basis versus the, the league's best. Uh, ton of credit to him. He's got, How old is he? Uh, I think he's right, right around 30, 29, 30, I want to say. Um, Maybe a little bit younger than that, actually. How's your how is your old? Corey Lindsley's twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. Uh, sorry, was that Remy? How how is your O line on age? Oh, we've got. Some, There's got to be some some guys starting to get up there. Mm, eh? No, we're 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 really uh we've got a good young core there, right? <laughs> Obviously, uh, Corey Lindsley, twenty nine years old. Elton Jenkins, our left guard, that like I said, very easily could have been All Pro this year had he not switched around and had to play as many positions as he had. Um, you know, Bakhtiari, I think, is 28 years old as well. So, I mean, that whole left side of the line as well. Rick Wagner's 31. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, and I don't know that Rick Wagner is a part of the long-term solution. I think Bill, Billy Turner's north of 30 as well. Um, but, you know, we've got John Runyon Jr. out there who's a rookie. Uh, you know, Simon Stepanak, who is a project out of uh, Indiana. He was hurt on IR most of the year. But they're saying they've got potential for him next year as well. So, uh, you know, it's obviously O line is a constant challenge in the NFL is trying to build that depth. The Packers have historically done a pretty good job of it, and we've got some key pieces locked in. Hopefully, we're going to lock in Lindsley as well. Um, still got Jenkins on that rookie contract for a while, and you know, hopefully, we can continue to build and, and fill those gaps as as we need to. I hate I hate that Rick and, Wagner's turned into like a like above average right tackle. I knew it would happen. Once the Lions got rid of him, the Lions pay him as a top right tackle in the league. Then he goes to the Green Bay. He's paid like a bottom third right tackle, and now he's playing like a top. Like like the Lions were paying him to play. <laughs> I just knew it would happen. Big Z. That's the way it goes. Big Z, you, you know all about this with Mike Remmers, and it happened to me too when he comes to the Vikes and doesn't do anything. Who's Mike and Remmers? goes to the Chiefs. Who's Mike Remmers? It wasn't your guys' uh, he, right he tackle plays, yeah. there for a while? Are you are you, are you talking Chiefs about now? Riley Reef? Oh, we got Reef from yeah. Him. 
My mistake. I thought we got Remmers. Yeah. Uh, disregard all that now. I sound like an <laughs> well, idiot. Well, I mean, you got, Riley Reeves um, played decent for you, but he also played decent for us. He hasn't right. really he, he hasn't exceeded expectations like Rick Wagner has for the Packers this year. I would say Rick Wagner's definitely right. a guy that has not got one enough last thing, credit. One last thing I'll say to, and then I'll back off Kinger for this episode. Maybe um, <laughs> yeah. now, do you are, are you convinced? Are you convinced that it's Matt Lafleur getting? The Packers to a meaningful playoff game, or do you think it's your Hall of Fame quarterback who's only won one Super Bowl in ten years? I think you have to give a lot of credit to the Lafleur scheme and what he's brought to Green Bay. Now, I don't want to take away from the play that Aaron Rodgers has produced this year because it's elite level quarterbacking and some of the best that he's played in his career, but. Uh, you know, this system and this scheme, the balanced offense, you know, the rushing attack that Green Bay has lacked for so many years, uh, you know, to pair that with one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time, uh, you know, it's 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 a great combination. And I think that's why we've had so much success. Everybody said last year, even in year one, the fact that they made it to the NFC championship, you know, in that first year in that new scheme, it was pretty impressive, um, you know, and it wasn't a well-oiled machine. Everybody saw that. There were fits last year where they really struggled, but uh, there was confidence in year two with our guys that we had in the system uh, that it was going to excel and it was going to be a lot of improvement. And I think it it's shown to be the case, right? I mean, obviously the number one offense in the league this year, uh, it's, it's scheme mixed with having an elite quarterback um, and you have a chance to do something special. And that's what the Packers have done, obviously, back-to-back NFC championships, LaFleur becoming the sixth coach in NFL history to do that. I mean, obviously, you're right. You are inherited a, a great opportunity with one of the best ever. But, uh, you know, it it's uh, it, it takes a lot to get there. And, obviously, you have to give LaFleur a lot of credit. And the the thing with, like like you were saying, Kinger, the, the marriage of the run game uh, with LaFleur and then Aaron Rodgers in the pass game has been perfect. It, it, this is what Kyle Shanahan would want his offense to look like is what we're seeing here. Um because LaFleur comes from the Kyle Shanahan, uh, like or the Shanahan offensive tree, so this this is the ideal. Because <laughs> Kyle Shanahan has, has think about Jimmy Sean McVay, both those guys. If they had you know, if they had Aaron Rodgers in their system, you know, both those offenses that would have the potential to be off the charts good. They are a quarterback away. If you think about it, look at the Niners around the the defense they have and the offense plagued by injuries. I mean. You got arguably one of the best DNs in the game, and then the best, one of the best players in the game, and George Kittle on the other side of the ball. You give them a good quarterback, and we might have a new uh, competitor in the NFC. Oh yeah, no, ab- absolutely, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying about you know the, this perfect marriage and how it's worked out for them. Um, there was another oh the the fact, and you can see it with the boot. If you have any question, the amount of bootlegs that the Packers do. And you look at the 49ers and how they operate their offense, and even the Tennessee Titans, like bootleg, bootleg, bootleg. Uh, and just, Minnesota Vikings, even with Stefanski last year. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Bootleg rollout. Yeah, the, the, yeah. That's another. That's another one uh, for sure. We rely so heavily. The success of that offense relies so heavily on the run game. Um, you know, to set up that play action, like you said, and all those bootlegs, and uh, it, it it was another. Perfect example of that again this week, right? Like you said, um, very successful running the ball, and then 
Obviously, Aaron had some great throws. The the one where he smiled right before the snap, you knew he knew ahead of time he had him beat with a play action Lazard. And, you know, if Aaron has a little bit better throw on that one earlier in the game, Packers easily could have put up 40 points against, you know, the league's best defense, number one ranked defense. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun to watch. It's something that we have not seen in Green Bay. We saw, you know, just kind of the potential of it last year. We were just starting to scratch the surface with it. And uh, for us to excel this year, it's obviously been a ton of fun to watch. And, uh, you know, got to hopefully keep the train rolling heading into next week. So let's uh, let's flip it to the other side of the ball really quick here, Kinger, the defense. Um, and there's someone that you mentioned uh, when we were talking before about this, uh, Rashawn Gary, arguably one of the best games he's had in his career against uh, the Rams here. Maybe maybe I want to touch on him for a little bit because I think you think uh, the perception on him is that he is underrated. I mean, it's it's starting to it's starting to trend that way, right? Or if you at least go back and take a look at some of the receipts on a lot of these reporters, a lot of these analysts out there, um, and people were not high on Rashawn Gary when he was drafted. But if you go back and you take a look at the linebackers coach Mike Smith for the Packers, you go take a look at his interview. Um, you know. He basically sums it up in just a couple quick things. He's like, hey, this is a kid that loves football. There were people out there knocking his hustle. He's like, I talked to every single coach at Michigan. This kid loves football. He doesn't hustle. He's always attentive. He's always ready to learn. Uh, and he's got a lot of raw talent, right? So they were high on him early. Uh, and last year, you know, he started to scratch the surface a little bit. They had him rushing outside a lot. Actually, Ben Fennel from The Athletic, uh, he did a great uh, write-up on this today. And th- a lot of... Gary's success this year has come from being more inside-leaning rusher, right? Using more of that physical strength that he has. He has a lot of speed, and he's a load for a lot of offensive tackles. Um, So like I said, he's just starting to hit that potential. Seven pressures in this game. uh, The highest-rated pass rush for the last four weeks of the season. Um, You know, I think him with Zedarius Smith and Kenny Clark uh, in that middle uh, or on that defensive line, I think that's a a very solid front three, and and Gary's showing he can really uh, produce – uh, starting to be able to produce from that side of the ball. Yeah, but I, I for uh, you know, our, I do believe that Gary wasn't giving his hundred percent effort. the The hustle thing was a legitimate uh, argument, I thought, for college because if you talk to Michigan coaches, of course they're going to say good things because it makes them look good if they get uh, you know picked higher. So that, I'm always skeptical of those things. But I mean, throughout the season here, I'm just looking at his PFF grades right now. He hit uh, like 75 a couple times in the middle of the season, but overall, like, he was around 60 or lower. But the last three games, Tennessee, Chicago, and L.A., he's been above 90. So I, I don't, maybe something clicked or maybe the games met more, mattered more, and that's when he started to play harder. I don't know what it is, but uh, everybody thought he always had the talent. It was just a matter of putting the talent and like the amount of effort all together in one, and th- that'll at least click the last three weeks. Remy? Yeah, I – and I'll go on record saying I'm. I was actually kind of disappointed on I because correct me if I'm wrong. Did you you guys traded up for him, right? No, uh, no, Kinger? we didn't trade yeah. up for him. What when did you guys get him? Wasn't he was picked twelfth overall? 12th, yeah, twelfth. That's when. Okay, so when I saw you guys pick when I, when you guys got Rashawn Gary, I was like, here we go, here comes the defense, and to see him kind of just underperform at least for my expectations i thought he's going to come in and be like your anthony Barr who can cover you know like a great edge rush guy who can cover and i i like the dude i think you know maybe he just had was off to a slow start he's definitely surrounded by and excuse me Viking fans this is the only time i will give or talk up the packers but the packers seem to be like 
eyeing the defense that is just right across the border in Minnesota, and they said, well, how can we build a defense just like that when obviously they have Daniil Hunter and you know the juggernaut and Eric Hendricks and Harrison Smith? You really can't. Anyway, so what Green Bay tried to do is they tried to you know build that front heavy, and I like it. Uh, so props to them, and I think Gary is going to be really big in the playoffs and definitely next year. I think he's going to break out. Mm, I love it, you know, and he's Say always something positive about the Packers. Hey, like I said, Remy, okay, over that's there. It, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. very kind, and you know, everybody like I said, everybody's always his athletic traits and uh, you know combine numbers were off the charts for a man that his his size, right? So uh, it was all about just trying to develop that talent. Um, I think he's got a good group of coaches. Like I said, I really like Mike Smith, our linebackers coach. Uh, I think he does a good job with those guys, even though you know it's been historically a weaker position. It's just, we haven't had a lot of depth there. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with his progress and obviously he's been, uh, he's been a major factor here on this run run and it, it hopefully it continues to, to help. And, and, you know, it obviously is a huge bonus when you have, uh, you know, the success we're having as well in coverage with Jair on the other side, who also had a, you know, fantastic game again today. Definitely. Um, <laughs> So I, I mean, do you, do you like? Do, are you confident? I guess just a quick little preview. Uh, you know, the the Packers will be hosting Tampa Bay. Looks like it's a three point spread, um, and we'll we'll talk about it a little later in the week. Uh, the game a little more in detail. But what is your first impression about playing Tampa Bay? Well, I love we get a rematch, Adam. Uh, Adam, right? I mean, that was you know the Packers dumper game this season. Played terrible, lost thirty eight ten. You know, so I'm happy we get another shot at him in Lambeau. Uh, truth be told, I would have loved to see the Saints again. Um, I think the Packers obviously maybe match up a little bit better with them. Uh, and from a selfish perspective, Breeze being a Purdue guy, uh, you know, I would have had a <laughs> NFC North, uh, so a good a good reason to root for either of the NFC teams, obviously, uh, depending on the outcome of the NFC Championship. But that's not the case. Uh, obviously, I think Tampa Bay is the better team. They deserve to be there. Uh, so... You know, we'll see. It's going to be nerve wracking for sure, but I love it. Give us another shot at Tom. We got to, you got to beat the best uh, to get back to that Super Bowl, and uh, it's going to be a great matchup for everybody next week. How bad did Drew Brees look in that game? Ooh. It was tough. Could throw the ball more than 20 yards. It was tough to see him go out like that, obviously. Um, but, you know, I can't say enough good things about Drew Brees, and, you know, it's been a lot of fun watching him play football over the years. Yeah. Uh, and the other, the, I mean, there was a, all the games were at least highly competitive this weekend. Thank God, uh, compared to the, the weekend before, to a degree. Uh, I mean, that that Ravens Bills game is a lot closer than the seventeen three score. If there's no pick six, mm. who knows what happens down the stretch there? And then that Cleveland Kansas City game was just bonkers uh, <laughs> with Mahomes going out. It looks like Mahomes is going to play next week, uh, most likely. Uh, I I thought I, when I read they said at least earlier. Earlier today, Andy Reid, I thought, said he wasn't sure yet. He's not like a medical expert. They don't. It, as long as they're they're preparing to go without him, obviously, as you would. But my impression got that he might not. But I, I think he probably will. Well, Jay Glazer said on Sunday that the concussion he suffered was like not a normal concussion. Like he kind of like got choked out and like felt like concussion like symptoms, but he still had to go through the process. Um, the reports right. are that Patrick Mahomes is going to practice. Uh, recording this on Tuesday, so he's going to practice tomorrow on Wednesday, um, and which is what you would need to have happen in order to start that. There's like 
what what is the protocol? You gotta like warm up, then you gotta like have a contact process, then pass one more test, and then you're free to go. It's like a whole thing now. Uh, but he's doing what he needs to do. Yeah, to be yeah. ready. I think the big concern for the Chiefs actually is Mahomes' toe, but because he's like hobbling around. Also, why are the Chiefs running a quarterback sneak or uh, like a quarterback like end run when your quarterback is already like playing on a one foot? <laughs> Bizarre. Anyways, uh, we don't need to talk about that. But man, the the Packers moving on. Kinger's feeling good. <laughs> Kinger's feeling really good, and the Packers are favored. They get the Buccaneers at home, so there'll, there'll be a lot more to uh, talk about later this week as we get ready uh, for Green Bay hosting the Buccaneers at two o'clock on Sunday. Uh, they get the early game on Sunday, so Kinger get nice. Uh, yeah, one nice thing sleep. for you, Kinger. One last one last jab at you, Antoine Winfield Jr. Watch out. <laughs> another week, another guarantee. We're going to have a Remy Buccaneers winning prediction. So can't wait to hear that for the next episode. But here we Woo! go. <laughs> All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up. Instagram at the Pylon. Twitter at the Pylon Pod. Please subscribe uh, or follow us on both those platforms. In addition, please subscribe on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back later this week to discuss the upcoming NFC North Championship game. So enjoy the middle of your week, and we'll be back at you at the end of this week. Enjoy. Enjoy.